Welcome to The Yoga Voice, a podcast by City Yoga, School of Yoga and Health. Our guests discuss how the contemporary practice of this ancient art transforms the lives of individuals and communities in the Midwest and beyond. City Yoga has been a center for the practice of yoga and yoga teacher training since opening in 2002. Join us as we explore how yoga inspires and transforms. Dave Sims here at The Yoga Voice. I will be your host today as we talk with Cassie Stockcamp, founder of Monumental Yoga in Indianapolis, past president of the Anthony Foundation, yoga teacher, and she's right in the midst of an amazing travel around the world journey. She's been a pillar of the community and business and working on improving the community for all walks of life around Indianapolis for a really long time. We're so excited to have her with us today. Please welcome Cassie Stockcamp. Welcome, Cassie. So great to have you here at the Yoga Voice. And thank, thank you. you. Yay. Thanks for coming in the studio. I know all our listeners are going to be so excited to hear from you today because <laughs> you do such interesting things in the world. So let's talk a little bit about what inspires you regarding yoga today as a way to get started. Oh, my gosh. Um, what inspires me about yoga? It keeps me connected to my body because I have to continually go back to my body to uh reconnect my, my intuition. What's happening around the world with yoga, I'm just always amazed at the beauty and the depth and, and how people are using their personal creativity to expand this, what we call yoga. It just, it's like an onion. It just keeps unfolding and becoming yeah. deeper and more beautiful and, and more meaningful in different ways to different people. Lovely. Love it. Nice. Nice. I like that. And what, tell us a little bit about your yoga journey. Um, it, it, it can be a lot. It doesn't have to be a little. What, yeah. Think back before yoga to what got oh, you in it. Oh, that and... poor girl. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that with loving, but I'm kind of serious. Yoga was my, crack me open. I'm so blessed. Mm -hmm. And it was literally over 20 years ago, and I'm a big fan of therapy. Thank God for therapy. And my therapist at this time said, you might want to try yoga. Oh. You're a little tight. <laughs> I'm pretty much an A-type, so I'm still an A-type, so you really? can imagine what I was like back then. Holy oh my, shit. Yeah. Yeah. So that first yoga class, I'll never forget. It was 5.45 a.m. in the morning because I was had a owned a construction company and I had a family, so obviously you find the time to fit it in. Yeah. Or that at that time, that's what I was doing. And in that shavasana, after that class, when I got done, somebody could have spit on me and I wouldn't have cared. Wow. I found that place of peace. So it it's my thing. I was mm -hmm. I'm so grateful that I've had that opportunity. And it truly that was the first truly the first crack that allowed me this path to my spiritual growth. I I, I do. I, I always turn back to yoga when people ask me about well, how, how did you how did you find your way? And I always go back. Yoga was was is my path. It is my path. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, so lucky. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I um you know, I think I really started to get to know you when you started Monumental Yoga. Yeah. And just like, hey, there's this thing. They kind of do a thing on the solstice <laughs> in New this York. Idea. Well, let's, yeah. let's do it in Indi Indianapolis yeah. on the circle. And and what an incredible event that has 
grown. It's a good day. Of, it's a good day. <laughs> yeah, the community coming together. But I, I always think about you whenever I'm there in particular, but, you know, when having conversations about it. Because that, you know, that's, I, I think, is, uh, it speaks to, you talked about being cracked open and, not to sound cliche, but shining your light out there, you know, like in the community. <laughs> I never thought about it like that. That's interesting. It's yeah. well, yeah. So that inner journey manifested outwardly oh, sure to did. things like oh, isn't that interesting yeah. mo monumental yoga and all the stuff you've done around the city and all these different organizations you've been involved with. And um, I'm learning to live bigger. Yeah. Well, I hope we all can, right? Yeah. Take these little ideas and turn them into something. Yeah. It's really been fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. No, no value in being small. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, it's different than hum humbly walking. Right. But be big. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Whatever you're going to do, be, be present, be, be intentional with it. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Live to, I guess it's more live to your fullest potential. That's what I mean by be, live big. Yeah. Right. I think fear binds us, yeah. binds us a lot sometimes. So we have to push up against that edge and, keep pushing and making it bigger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I know you're on an exciting adventure right now, and we're so lucky Ooh. to have you on a little pit stop here <laughs> at, the, the, you know, at the Yoga Voice. And so it's a year around the world. Yeah. Do you want to talk, talk us through this, the, like the first seed of this idea and how, how it's going? So, you know, it's, it, probably two, at least two years ago, I just started to hear that voice. And I started to find a little bit of boredom in what I was doing, right? And, I, and I've learned over the years that if I don't respond to those little nudges I'm getting from what I say, the universe, source, God, whatever you call it, that those nudges get harder. And if I don't respond to it, I've had my head taken off. So my <laughs> prayer, <laughs> my prayer for many, many years was I want to be open to the nudge to respond to it in a, in a timely fashion. So it doesn't have to be painful. I guess that's the whole point. So I started to hear right. hear that inner voice that there's something else out there for me. And yet I didn't know what it was. And I have been, I've only lived in Atlanta for several years after college, and I've been a Hoosier my whole life. Oh. Um, I've got my kids, and I had a construction company for years. So I was, I was pretty bound here, and yeah. nothing's wrong with that. I mean, I had my commitments and things I needed to do. And so when the kids were in college... That started to feel like the time there was a little bit of freedom. Yeah. And my kids were supportive. And that helps too, right? They knew that I wasn't abandoning them. It was just, this is um, an opportunity. So so the way this whole thing unfolded is, and I started talking to people about working for an NGO, do I go work for the Peace Corps for a couple of years? It was just, I just had this wanderlust to go and experience mm -hmm. life in a different way. And I had coffee with a friend one day and, and he said, yeah, my sister goes and works at bed and breakfast six months out of the year, different places around the world. And I said, what? <laughs> How do you do that? And there's just a website. It's called Workaway, workaway.info. And I liken it to the Airbnb, but of volunteer worlds. And it's simply a compilation of volunteer opportunities around the world. Wow. And you get the reviews, you see how the, the host is, you see how the, the person is actually a good volunteer or not. But the and is... In many situations, in exchange for volunteering four to five hours a day, you get room and board. Mm. So I'm not, I'm not wealthy. I'm, I'm fine financially. But how do you take your money and stretch it in such a way that you can have these meaningful experiences and not cost you an arm and a leg? And so I've had magical experiences. 
the first um, place I was at was Australia, and I was at a a yoga retreat center. Uh huh. And I taught yoga, and I cleaned toilets, and I changed sheets, and did laundry, and worked my tail off. But that first core, I literally, I cried when I left. I was oh. there a month, and made friends from around the world. Nice. It was it was beautiful. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it's just it's called Swami's in in uh, outside of Sydney and so she, right by Sydney okay. yeah right by yeah. Sydney yeah in the bush a little bit but the woman that started it over 70, 70 years ago she's still on site but she has Alzheimer's and okay. so all the stories the metaphors my grandmother died of all with Alzheimer's and as a kid I think I only saw her once after she didn't recognize me because it was so painful. Mm -hmm. And so I walked into this place where this woman had full-blown Alzheimer's and I saw all the volunteers doting on her and we were the ones responsible for taking care of her. Oh. So having to lean in, it was, oh. I, I <clears throat> came away a different person yeah. and understanding how I had just never been exposed to the other. I mean, right, there's others of all kinds and she was an other with Alzheimer's and, and now she's... You wake up every morning and give her a hug and a kiss and you talk to her just like, I mean, it was just, sounds so silly, but I had never really done anything like that. So that was that experience. Yeah. Um, from there, I went to New Zealand and I worked at an organic flower farm. Okay. And stayed with a family. And Heidi and I, she's like a sister now. We worked hard from 830 to 1230 in the morning. And then I, she followed her around doing her errands, but her errands were so much fun. We went to different flower gardens, <laughs> and we we were we were walking through olive gardens and picking eucalyptus. And the first day I was there, though, I still still pinch myself. She had opened her farm up to um, self pick, so people were coming and picking their flowers. And it was a hot day, and at the end, she said, "Hey, let's all we're all going to go swimming." The whole family. So her two kids, she and her husband, her dog and me, and we all pile into this little car. So grab your togs. Togs are bathing suits. I didn't even know what that was. Okay. So grab your tog. We put our bathing suits on. And then we drove 25 minutes up the side of this mountain. And she, then they literally parked on the side of the road. There were no, right, this is a tiny little dirt road. Yeah. And there's a fence along the side. And I'm like, well, where are we going? <laughs> and I watched them squeeze through the fence. The dog goes under. I'm like, oh, I guess I better follow along. So, you know, I squeeze through the fence. And there's this tiny little dirt path that... We wind our way down to the stream that opens up to this big swimming hole with a rope swing and the whole bit. I mean, it was oh, wow. how magical. It's a very just, green plant. Oh, green, oh my green, gosh. They are so, well, they yeah. collect their water. They use that for their drinking water and for their... Turf. I mean, lush and... Lush and green, but green, I mean, but, yeah, but even yeah. from an, an environmental perspective, uh -huh. everywhere I've been, I shouldn't say everywhere, but, but many, many of the places I've been, they really pay attention to what's happening on the earth. So, yeah. yeah. So those are just a couple. How magical was oh, that? <laughs> yeah, it was, it, I was, I did. I was just like, you gotta be kidding. I'm, this is, I'm really, oh, <laughs> yeah. this is really happening. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so, so amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. Was, oh, what a beautiful third world country. And yet it's a Buddhist country. Very, very safe. The people are kind. I went and lived with a family on a coconut farm. And the first day I was there, they were harvesting co coconuts were falling all over the place. It was hilarious. So I learned everything coconuts, how to harvest, how to make co coconut milk, how you take the meat out. They made, they had water buffalo walking around the property. They made buffalo mozzarella. They made curd. I mean, it was just, and I jumped on their old rickety bike and drove to the beach every morning and did yoga on this beautiful little cove and then jumped, I mean, Nothing wrong with that lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And yeah. then so so Sri Lanka. 
Um, and then, so interesting, so a woman, well, I find it interesting, a woman that I met at, in Sydney in Australia, um, Anka from, from Berlin, had emailed me and said, hey, I'm organizing a yoga surf retreat in southern Sri Lanka. I haven't sold everything out. Come and join me for it cost. I'm like, of course I'm coming. Uh, so I learned to, I learned to surf. Oh, really? So I went to, on the beach, <laughs> learned to surf. We did yoga twice a day, met more friends from around the world. It's, so I'm really learning to be nimble and to respond to things that pop up as they go, which yeah. has been really fun. And then from there, I went to India and stayed at an ashram. And I'm going to share one story, that, which, which is so kind of blows my mind, still does when I think about it. So I was having dinner with a friend one night at one of the little tiny restaurants there. She was from Romania. And one of her friends comes over and introduces his wife to us, Upama. And as I get to know Upama, again, I love the synchronicity of this, I had heard about a program at the ashram called Brighter Minds. Brighter Minds. And they teach kids how to use all of their senses. And I looked at it and I said, of course I get to meet you. You're the founder and you're, you're the one teaching this, right? I was like, of course, this works this way. And I said, I've wanted to see a demonstration of this program. And she said, oh, that's easy. Her son happened to be working there and uh, that's why she was there. And one of her students, and she calls one of her students over, 14-year-old boy, and says, hey, do you have a blindfold in your backpack? So they're used to doing these demonstrations. Uh -huh. So he had a blindfold in his backpack. He puts on this backpack or blindfold. And then she looks at me and says, take something out of your backpack. And I pull out a book, and she hands it to him and says, tell us the title. He rubs his hand over it. He puts it to his heart. He rubs it over his nose and to the top of his head and then down his arms. And then he puts it up to his ear, and he reads me the title. Wow. Right, my mouth kind of drops open. I, I know this kind of stuff happens, but I'd never really yeah. experienced it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people right now are saying, yeah, right, he could see through it. You know, what's the, what's the trick? It's a magic trick. She then says, do you have a piece of paper? I pull out a paper. She says, write something on it. I wrote something on it, handed it to him. And he did the same thing, right? He rubbed it all over. And he haltingly said, read to me, to be or not to be, that is a question. That's what I had written. Mm -hmm. And then her son comes over. At this point, my mouth's kind of dropping open. And her son comes over, and he puts on a blindfold. And then uh, Upama says, write something on your phone. So, And I thought, to be or not to be. You know, if you're educated, you might have had a chance to hear that quote. So that mm -hmm. was too maybe a little too familiar. So I handed him my phone, and he read to me. I had written, what's the population of Russia? This obscure <laughs> thing, right? Yeah. So I said, great. I don't need any more demonstrations. And said, what is happening here? Mm -hmm. And Upama said, we all possess these abilities. Mm. And so she said, but it's creating an atmosphere and it's all the practices that we do, but doing it with even more intentionality. Vegetarian diet, um, so the nutrition, yoga, the exercise piece, the hydration piece, we're 70% water, meditation, heartfulness meditation, really realizing that the heart is where we drop yeah. into that connectivity. Um, forgiveness, gratitude, love, appreciate. I mean, it's it's all of this stuff. Right. So as I'm talking to her, I real uh, I sit there and I say, I, I want to learn more. And she said, well, there is an adult class. Only five adults had ever taken the class. I'm like, okay, so I don't care about that. But she, as she says, it's an eight-day class. And I had eight days left in India, of course, right? <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, there nudge. we go. There's that little synchronicity. I'm like, all right, I'm in. And so I took this crazy class mm -hmm. and it was a combination of, it's really tapping the right and left brain. Uh -huh, okay. So as I left the first day, she said, are you right-handed? I said, I am. She said, start brushing your teeth with your left hand, start opening the door, just start to use the left side mm -hmm. more. 
right? So you start to use the balancing the brain. Um, so the first day we were there, so it start, there's a lot of tonal stuff. I mean, it's, it's, there's the, what, I don't know how to describe it, the, the brain balancing tones, 432 megahertz yeah. or whatever that is, okay. right? Yeah. And what's the institute on the, on the East Coast where people bend spoons with their minds? Oh. That um, starts with an M, right? Yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Okay. So if all of you know out there, you probably read my mind and know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but, but it's all about sound with them too. So, so we started off by having headphones on and, the only way I can describe this, it felt like someone was doing construction in my brain. We started off with 15 minutes at the end. It was almost an hour. So it wasn't beautiful. It was discordant. And mm. But there was an undercurrent always of, the, of, a, of a tone. Right. So we did that for a period of time. We did hand exercises. We did eye exercises. We did 3D looking. I, and then she put the blindfold on me. And I was like, hey, I'm, 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 you know, my logical brain. I'm a business person. Like, oh, this is, I'm making stuff up. This isn't real. Well, I, this, I can't do this. I don't. And then she just encouraged me, breathe into it, settle down, drop into your heart, trust, you know, open up to source candidly. And I said, you're right. I said, I was going to do this, lean into it. So she put the blindfold on me, put a ball on my hand. And she said, just tell me what you're sensing. So I, you know, held it in my heart, on my head, down my arms, smelled it. I did all the, you know, just trying to allow my senses to start to, to recognize it. And she encouraged me to talk. She said, just tell me, tell me what you're sensing, what you're feeling, what you're seeing, what you're hearing, any of any and all of it. And I, so I said, all right, I'm going to do this. And what popped up for me was just a dark sky with, with stars popping in. And then the next thing, and I'm, I'm telling her this, and then it was really, and I kind of recoiled a bit because all of a sudden a red tulip popped up. I mean, it was that quick. And I said, a red tulip popped up. And she said, take off your blindfold. And I was holding a red ball. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I did that four times and called it right. Uh, now, but it was with her encouragement, right, where you start to learn to trust. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's something that we all can learn. So yeah. I can, I joking, I told her, I said, oh, great. So I can do parlor tricks now, Upama. <laughs> I mean, she put books in my hands. I was able to do things I, I, I never, ever thought I would have the capabilities of doing. Yeah. But again, so she started off by saying, not only do we all have the ability to do these things, but with the ability to do these things to better all of humanity. This isn't about bettering me. Mm -hmm. This is about, or it's about how do we help the world become a better place? Yeah. They have a conversation in India more about we than I. It's always about we, which was a, a beautiful, a beautiful reminder and a lesson of how we, how we, I think we should be living. So. Yeah. Well, that, that is such a beautiful story and that. Kind of unbelievable, right? It's kind of hard to believe. Well, <laughs> yeah, well I, I believe that. So yeah, thank you. I knew I you have would. a little, I have a little poodle, mm -hmm. Rosie, at home who weighs six pounds. She has more awareness through her hearing and her sense of Absolutely. smell. Absolutely. Than I. I will ever possibly have. So, so to think that because I'm a, you know, a, a sighted person, right? A sighted yeah. person, a human being that I, I can understand all there is to know if, if I apply. And, and the idea that within us are this, oh, this, this world potential us, yeah. that we that is beyond the senses. I mean, that's what yoga teaches exactly. us to exactly. move beyond the senses. Okay, so what's beyond the senses? Well, we can't even really grasp that. But if we because look at, well, you know, 
maybe it's something more than a dog's sense of smell, <laughs> right? I mean, like the unlimited possibilities are. Mm-hmm. And I like the way I heard that recently about, you know, a dog's sense of smell and how, you know. How acute it is. How yeah. acute it is compared yeah. to our human senses. So we we build this lives and psyche around input from our, our five senses. Exactly with this idea that's all there is. And I think what you described is somebody taking you into like, there's, there's the next realm. There's a peek behind the curtain and there's so much more. And, and that is a way to better humanity and, and the sense of we, which circle back, you know, monumental yoga. It's that, that's what that day feels like. It feels like a day of gathering. And the energy is real when you bring people together with under a bubble of love. Yeah. It is so real. Yeah. With so, the intention of, of how do we live better. Uh, yeah. It was, yeah. So I've had magical experiences. I yeah. feel so grateful. So, and, and so where, where's next? Where's next? Um, I'm going to explore South America with my daughters for a couple months. And then I think I'm going to head to Africa. There's a woman um, here in, in Indianapolis that's doing amazing things. She has leveraged her, her nonprofit to work with uh, the World Health Organization and USAID, and she's feeding 14,000 children a day in Zambia. Wow. Oh, unbelievable. I, I'm so proud of, what she, proud of her, but I mean, just, it's amazing. Again, it's amazing. She's, you'd never, if you met her, you'd never, never think that this unassuming woman is, is doing such good work. Amazing. So I would love to go help see what boots on the ground I can do to help her there. And I would love to end up in Southeast Asia. So I still haven't gotten to Bali, Dave. Uh, it's on my, <laughs> Dave was so gracious. He had been to Bali and gave me some of his extra money, right? Yeah. Probably worth 50 cents. I'm mean, right. It's so cheap in those yeah. Southeast Asia countries. Oh, it's unbelievable. So it's on my, definitely on my list. Thailand, Bali, yeah. Vietnam, Cambodia, just a beautiful part of the world. So I'm just kind of letting it unfold. Yeah. Kind of letting it unfold. Yeah. Avoid the rainy season or monsoon season. Yeah. There. When is that? Remind me. <laughs> well, summer. Summertime. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'll yeah. be after that. I'll be, I hope to go this fall. So, like, so by October, you're pretty safe. Okay. Around. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So, <laughs> it's so funny. I really have been bad about even looking at because I, I, everywhere I've been, it's been like 100 degrees. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, are you kidding? I was there in India in April, and April and May are the hottest times in India. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Southern. Just, yeah, Southern Central Hyderabad is where I was. Yeah. yeah. You just you just learned to roll with it, though. I got to say. Yeah. Because there was an air conditioning anywhere you went. Just fans, and, and your body does acclimate. Mm-hmm. One thing I realized is that we protect ourselves with this environmental control yeah. and don't experience the extremes. And every day we did, it was just this beautiful, because it, it allowed me really to have this wonderful flow. Um, yoga at 5.30 every morning, group sangha meditation at 7, yoga again at five, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and then uh, meditation again at, at 6. But in those moments where we were doing this group meditation under this, it was covered. I mean, it was a, a tent, but open breeze. But when you're sitting there, it's 100, mm-hmm. you're still hot. Yeah. Right. I mean, just the sweat kind of starts to go down your back and yeah. over your top of your lip. But when a gentle breeze would come through, it was the sensations were so titillating. It was unbelievable. But we don't always allow ourselves to mm-hmm. feel those extremes. Yeah. And so you're so present and you're so in the moment. It's like, wow, I, I, I well, we keep talking about that. Right. It's come yeah. into the moment. Be present. Yeah. Be present. So. Yeah, it's been it's been magical. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, I know you used to b- bike around mm. all year round here in Indy. I 
been a r- runner and cyclist all year round. And when you're out in the elements, oh, you, you do acclimate Absolutely. in a different way. And then he like air conditioning feels like an annoyance. It is. It's it's oppressive to me anymore. It's yeah. Like, gosh, why? What's why am I putting winter clothes on in the middle of the summer? <laughs> right. Right. I. I well, not to mention what it's doing to the the environment, but that's a whole nother conversation, right? Well, I keep a jacket in my car all summer for meetings I have with people at like a coffee shop because right. <laughs> I know right. it's going to be cold in there. Maybe we can sit outside if there's they have outdoor seating. Right. But but yeah, and that's um, yeah, it's always struck me how we do this how environmental much we bubble. Do this, we put we a bubble to, around yeah, us. It's, it's really fascinating. And well. Not to go down the environmental road too much, but I know you mentioned a lot of places you're going are of a sort of a green consciousness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How are you experiencing that as a West Westerner? I mean, I'm, oh, I'm so excited! Yeah, I, I mean, most grocery. I'm trying to think. I think, well, India is a little crazy, right? I mean, there's a beautiful chaos is what we've how I phrase it now. But Australia, New Zealand, and Sri Lanka. They had banned all plastic bags in the grocery store. So, I mean, they are definitely making movements toward that. And I, and the people I met from all over the world were talking differently about the environment. Mm-hmm. How do we protect it? And both in Australia, New Zealand, and Sri Lanka, now that I think about it, they collected the rainwater. That's what they use for their toilets. That's what they use for their showers. And in some places, they even take that rainwater and they, they treat it as their drinking water. Uh-huh. So again, there's just this this different ethic of how do we use our resources differently. Yeah. So there's hope. It gives me hope. Well, that's that's good to hear. And <laughs> I um I found, you know, one of my daughters was going to school in Scotland. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. I went to move her in and was listening to the news, and they they had just passed a referendum to eliminate all gas and diesel cars, trucks, buses, and trains uh. by, I want to say, 2030. And oh, my gosh. That's less, less, than ten, uh, less than 20 years. Yeah, yeah, it's like 11 years away. Wow. And I think Germany, similar si- situation, and they were on a shorter timeline. And so it just, and, and obviously some of these countries are the size of a, you know, smaller than California. Sure, sure. But it's still a monumental commitment has to change the whole economy to say yeah. okay wow we are going to make this shift and i think about um it's a different mindset it is they're like is. we have to do this so we're going to do it yeah and they <laughs> and and figure and the, it out the people that are from those countries when i've talked to them about it, they say they they talk about the collective good mm-hmm. they recognize that it's going to be an inconvenience to them in some places in some ways but they say but it's worth it yeah. Because of my kids and, and we're doing the right thing for the planet. So I think we, we need to have that conversation here yeah. more and more. It's about yeah. we. It's not about I. It right. is about we. Yeah. We're all connected. Right? But, I mean, I talk about to yeah. yoga, pulling this certain thing full circle. We are all connected. Yeah. And what you and I do here, the ripple does affect the rest of the world. Yeah. No, I and I, I believe that wholeheartedly. And I believe the concept that uh, I don't know where it came from, but it about... Um, uh, it was it was used in sort of small community councils where when they would make a decision, they would, you know, ask 
you know, the impact of their, you know, they would really weigh all the options, mm. but then they would ask, how will this affect our community and our, our village or whatever in a hundred years? Oh my God. You know, what, so having that, wow. that vision to say, okay, we can do this today to meet whatever immediate needs, but how is it going to look like, what's it going to look like in a hundred years if we make this decision? That's beautiful. And I always thought about that. And I, th I think it may have come from Native American tradition. Mm -hmm. um, can't remember where I read it, but it always stuck with me. It's like, wow. What we can use that to... principle in capitalism. It'd be amazing, right? I mean, capitalism is amazing. And yeah. it does allow us to have advances and, and, and the competition is, is, is good in many ways, but we're often so short-term focused. Yeah. Yeah. And to use that, that's beautiful. Yeah. Wow. What's the impact in a hundred years? Yeah. Mm. Um, mm. So we could talk all day. I know. Day. You and I could talk all I, I day, know, day. I know. I know. Um, and I know you're you're on a whirlwind visit to Indy <laughs> to get back on your your more serene <laughs> journey around the world in not a whirlwind way. Try it. Slow travel. Slow travel. Slow travel. And yeah. And I, and I love that when, you know, I've traveled, I've always tried to let's stay here for a little, mm -hmm. get under the surface. And yeah, I think the idea of going for a year is, is really yeah. an, uh, an incredible um, adventure. And it sounds like everything was pointing you mm. that way. And when things and, are easy, you know, you're in the right flow. Well, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and I think when you started like, that girl that first went to her yoga first yoga class and <laughs> was cracked open, you know. I think that's, bless little Cassie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, she's st still inside there, going she is. yes. You know, when mm -hmm. you, you feel that yes feeling of ah, ah there I have is. eight days left, and there's an eight day course. Sign ah, me up. Exactly. <laughs> and synchronicities abound around all of us. We yeah. just pay attention to them. Yeah, yeah. and you're. I've always known you as a really intuitive and observer. You're, you know, a keen observer of of people and friends, or or just what's going on around you. So I, I'm I'm looking forward to reading your blogs <laughs> and uh, I've and seeing your, you know, maybe there's a book at the tail end of all this. Yeah, who knows, <laughs> right? I don't know what's next. I mean, that's the thing that is a little scary. Yeah, scary. Is that the right word? Um, well, we here in the West like to have everything planned out. Yeah. And well, there's I'm, uncertainty. There's definitely uncertainty. It and doesn't I, have to be scary. Thank you. Good point. Thank you. I need to watch my language. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's uncertainty around what's next because I don't know what it is yet, but I know there's something out there. So mm -hmm. I'm going to trust that it's going to unfold. Yay. <laughs> well, <laughs> super awesome. I will, um, I know the listeners are going to want to hear more about your story and, <laughs> and your journey. So I'll make sure we have in our program notes um, ways to find your blog. Yeah, CassieStockCamp.com, blah, blah, yeah. <laughs> yes, and uh, can we get a commitment to have you back when you're Oh, finished? absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Absolutely. Well, we and everyone listening you know, to the Yoga Voice will be excited to hear how this Unfolds, next leg of the journey unfolds so yeah well thank you so Thanks, very Dave. much Thanks for coming for me. thank you for listening to the yoga voice brought to you by city yoga school of yoga and health where we are committed to exploring how yoga inspires and transforms find out more at www.cityyoga.biz that's c-i-t-y-o-g-a dot biz 
Special thanks to our producer, Brian Sims, for his audio expertise. <laughs>